right. uh, we're here with Alison Burns Glover, uh, professor of psychology at uh, Pacific University. Um, I just have some questions about media violence, and what I mean by that is just the um, the increase in violence in uh, entertainment forms and also news, so just kind of culture in general. Um, and my first question is, do you think that saturation and violent media affects people's behavior? Well, let's back up. You have an mm -hmm. assertion there that there has been an increase. Has there? It depends on how you measure it, and it depends on where you're looking. Is there more readily available content to younger and younger people in which the images are engaged in violent, harmful acts towards what appear to be humans? Because I'm 51 years old and I can remember cartoons and Wile E. Coyote. The answer to that question is yes, it appears to be more widely available and to younger ages. So that's the first question. Is it more prevalent? I don't know. Uh, because if you compare that to Wile E. Coyote in the 1950s, Maybe not. The second question, does it have an effect on behavior? Yes, demonstrably. We can show that both through correlations, children who watch more violent television, whether it's cartoons or video games, behave or are reported to behave in more aggressive manners toward others. And you might say, well, correlation is a causation. You're right. But the same thing happens when we bring people into laboratory situations and randomly assign them to seeing a nature film versus a violent video game. So you can have two people playing video games. One might be Sims, let's build something. And one might be Grand Theft Auto, let's kill something. They will behave differently than after they watch that that uh, simulation, whether it's Sims you know, or a nature thing or if it's violent. And then you put them in another social situation and you watch how they behave, they behave more aggressively. So it's not just correlation, it is causal. So the answer to the second question is yes, it does affect human behavior. It's been shown in the laboratory, and it's been shown in longitudinal studies across cultures. Children who are exposed to more violent media, even when you hold constant what's their family situation, behave more aggressively. They have less impulse control, and they appear to... Uh, have more of a social norm for when you're in a situation where you're frustrated, you respond aggressively, as opposed to seven other things you could do when you're frustrated. All right, um, so this might be a little redundant, but to what degree do you think it, think it affects them? So do you think it's, like, very strongly? It, it interacts with the temperament of the person. It interacts with the social norms. For example, there's been fascinating research where if you put southern males versus northern males in the same situation and they're insulting, right, uh, where they're in a, a group situation and get feedback on a task, and if you insult a southern male, his testosterone rises more than a northern male does. So it interacts with a hundred other variables, but on average, across people, if you put them in a situation where the symbols in the situation or the stimulus in the situation, so probably the most famous one, you bring people into a laboratory, this is Albert Bandura's research, and either in that laboratory is a badminton bat or a gun. Then you have them interact with another person where they have to give feedback. And if that person doesn't answer the question right, they, they buzz them, thinking that they're giving them an electric shock. They're not really giving anybody electric shock. The people who are in the room, they're not touching it. It just happens to be in the room. The people who are in the room with the gun, and there's just this gun sitting in the lab room, behave more aggressively than the people who were in a room with a badminton racket. 
And those people were randomly assigned to that room. So it couldn't have been just personality. There's something about the situation. So in social psychology, our answer is that aggressive media, visual images of media, are powerful symbols, are powerful situational variables that can press human behavior. So it can make individuals who might have a temperament or a social norm or a human background to be aggressive, to be more aggressive, but it can also make people who probably wouldn't have behaved that way more aggressive. All right. Um, do you think there's any particular medium of entertainment that has a greater influence, um, for instance, video games versus books? or? I think probably because video games are much, uh, the real concern in social psychology is the physiology of it is you are having multiple images very rapidly. And the younger the child, the less likely they are to be able to manage that physiology. So you get incredible stimulation of the parts of the brain that are in the emotion center and incredibly rapidly. So you're making very, very rapid decisions under high arousal. That's not happening with Harry Potter. That's not happening with reading a book of Lord of the Flies. You might have violent images, right? But it's not using the visual centers the same way. It's not arousing the mind as rapidly. So it's a very different technology. It's a technology based on a brain that evolved in the Pliocene. So we have a very, very primitive brain and very, very rapid moving technology. Uh, for example, if you think of driving and how visually, the human brain was designed to work at about a pace of walking about two miles an hour. How fast did the car go? A lot faster. Exactly. Our brain wasn't built for the rapidity with which mechanistic or mechanisms or machines move. And that disconnect can be driving some of these responses. Our brains aren't mature enough for what machines can do. All right. Uh, so do you think there are certain demographics that are particular particularly susceptible to influence, like children, teens, the younger the brain. Unstable? The younger the brain the more likely it is that the stimulation is, you know, it's immature, it's not cooked yet. When you pair that with social norms, uh, obviously a parent has more control over their 8-year-old than their 17-year-old. The 17-year-old is also going to be engaging for a social reason in this stuff. Uh, researchers, pediatricians, American Psychological Association are very worried about very young children, even watching television because their brains are too immature. And if they're sitting there watching television and they're sitting there on a computer, what are they not doing? Having social interactions with other humans. And we are social creatures. We, like other primates, rely on our ability to decode nonverbal, not just verbal. Well, if everything you are doing is on a flat screen, it's not three-dimensional, and you are not having to decode uh, subtle uh, nonverbal cues and you don't learn that when you are put into a situation where the other person has the expectation you're going to understand that that eyebrow raise means get out of my way you're at a disadvantage alright um, so do you think that the news coverage on violent entertainment is overhyped or think it's, it's incompetent mm -hmm. it is, most news coverage on all human behavior is utterly incompetent the people doing the research, well, they're not doing any research and they don't read the research, so they tend to make hysterical comments. They tend to not explain where it's coming from and they tend to not have experts. They'll have Dr. Phil, who, yes, he has a degree in psychology, but 
get over yourself. Uh, so they tend to not, you know, frame it the way we do in science, which is very conditionally. Uh, if, then, under these conditions, that. I would say that most of the news coverage has been more political. What can we do to intervene upon this instead of understanding, all right, at what level? So I would say most of it has, like most news coverage of anything scientific, it's pretty bad. All right. So, uh... Last question is what cultural shifts have made uh, like us more willing to accept more, not more violent entertainment necessarily, but just more available uh, violent entertainment? I think when we say cultural shifts, I mean, you got to go, go watch Elizabeth's stuff. They're pretty violent. Mm-hmm. We're actually in the, in the uh, ticking time, you know, they always use in evolution. We're kind of like one tick in the evolutionary scheme of things. I'm not sure we're more violent. I'm, I think the type of violence, the availability of violent imagery, right? Remember in Greek classic theater, all the violence occurred off stage. Uh, even in Elizabethan theater, it's highly stylized. The difference culturally is our gear toward realism. We really didn't have a focus on realism, realism, until about the films of the 1950s, something called cinema verite, right, truth. Up until then, it was highly stylized. It was never meant to be realistic because that wasn't the, the goal. Now everything is supposed to be so hyper-realistic that I think people are having visual imagery, images perpetrated upon them that are supposed to be highly realistic, which are meant to be evolutionarily. We are meant to not like the sight of blood very much, blood and gore. It's supposed to, I mean, there's a reason why in facial expressions, when you show people videos of surgeries, their noses will flange up. They'll do this. It's a, it's a, a, it is a, a disgust sense because you're supposed to stay away from that. That is, that is supposed to symbolize, ooh, danger, danger. Well, if you habituate to that, you are no longer aroused by the suffering of others. That's what worries psychologists is have, do we get to the point where people, it's called desensitization, where your normal human impulse to the suffering of others, right? Somebody's got to die for their big blood on the premises, right? So if you keep watching things explode and others get stabbed and others be called demeaning names, do you become insensitive to it, meaning you're no longer physiologically aroused by it, and you should be. That's the concern. Right, what do you think about the argument that uh, uh, violent media helps, like, vent or... Uh... It's called catharsis theory. Mm-hmm. No scientific evidence supports it. All right. That Any... was good old Freud and the Greeks. That came from the Greeks. They believed if you went and watched their plays, you wouldn't act that way. But their violence occurred off stage. So there's very little evidence that supports catharsis theory. In fact, what we know, it's even been told to therapists who used to, when you have couples fighting or something like that, you have them, you know, hit a pillow or something. No, actually, that just arouses you more. It does not decrease the arousal. It increases the arousal. Uh, any additional comments? No, I just think uh, the, the challenge, if you were using the U.S. model, is all of this may be going on. What can you do about it? Because we have a First Amendment. Ultimately, it comes down to anything when you're dealing with children, any stimulus. And I don't care if they're playing video games that are, you know, Teletubbies. If they're on a computer instead of interacting with another live human being, that's a trade-off in a skill set. There are good skills you can get, reasoning, cognition, visual, spatial, 
And like anything else in human history, a little is good, too much is too much. And it's all a trade-off of how much and why. And it's an opportunity cost. So every time you're on a computer or every time you're watching a visual video screen, whether you're watching a positive or a negative thing, it is a trade-off for a real live lived experience. And then the second thing is, why do people need to be so highly physiologically aroused all the time? It's the same issue in addiction. The question isn't why you're taking drugs. It's the question, why do you want to alter your consciousness? And so we need to go upriver. Why do people want to see violent visual imagery? Why, what is the attraction of it? What, is it? what neurotic need is being met by that? And then when you ask, answer that question, you'll know, oh, well, this is probably why they do it. And we can maybe get that need met another way instead of saying that the answer to this is to ban all video games, which is not going to happen and it's not going to help. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you for your time.